All right, guys, it's another Tuesday. You know, we were not supposed to post the podcast on Tuesday, but if you had listened to my other podcast, I said we will do Tuesday and Fridays now because we have to finish the book on time. So we have been reading how you can be led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagen. And so far, we have done from chapter 1 to chapter 6, and we are doing chapter 7 and 8 today. Alright, so if this is your first time listening to my podcast, I wonder where you have been and what you have been listening to. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Amechi Victor Okeke and I want to welcome you to Voice of Eden Podcast. Alright, so we would be reading through chapter 7, like I said. If you haven't read chapter 5 and 6, 4 and um, 3 and 4 and then 1 and 2, please go ahead and do that as we jump into reading chapter 7. So chapter 7 today we'll be looking at... Um, the inward witness, all right, the inward witness. So let's jump into reading chapter seven. Hi there, my name is Amechi and I'm the anchor of Voice of Eden. Aside this, I'm a pro graphics designer, a singer, and I just love God, which is most important. I'm on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God, and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the Word of God. Aside this, I am passionate about some other things, but I won't share it, alright? So join me as we journey into God's rest. Chapter 7 The Inward Witness The Spirit itself himself bear witness with our spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. You will find that being led by the inward witness is the number one way or the primary way that God leads all his children. Let me go back. I said I would in the preface of this book to what Jesus said to me in February 1959 at El Paso, Texas. It was 6.30 in the evening. I was sitting up in bed studying. My eyes were wide open. There are three types of vision. The highest vision is an open vision. In an open vision, one's physical senses are up and not suspended, and his physical eyes are not closed. He possesses all of his physical capabilities, yet sees into the realm of the spirits. I heard footsteps. The door of my room was ajar, 12 to 14 inches, so I looked to see who was coming into my room. I expected to see some literal physical person. But as I looked to see who it was, I saw Jesus. It seemed as if the hair on his neck and head stood straight up on end. Chill bombs popped out all over my body. I saw him. He had on a white robe. He wore Roman sandals. Jesus has appeared to me eight times. Every time except this time, his feet were bare. This time he had no sandals. That's what I had heard as he approached my door. He seemed to be about 5 feet 11 inches tall. He looked as if he weighed about 180 pounds. He came through the door and pushed it back till it was almost shut. He walked around the foot of my bed. I followed him with my eyes almost spellbound. He took a hold of a stretched chair and pushed it up close to my bed. Then he sat down on it, folded his hands and began his conversation with me by saying, I told you in the automobile the other night. The automobile had been full. My wife and I and others were driving along within two blocks of where I now was. As Jesus 
sat by my bedside talking to me. In the car, I heard the Spirit of God speak to me. I thought everyone in the car had heard it and I said, Did you all hear that? They said, No, we didn't hear anything. In the Old Testament, the prophets would say, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Did you ever wonder how it came? It could not have been literally audible. If it had been audible, everyone present would have heard it. The prophet would not have to tell the people what the Spirit said. The word of the Lord came to the prophet's spirit from the Spirit of God. It was so real that it seemed audible at the time. The word of the Lord was so real to me, I thought everyone in the car had heard it too. As Jesus sat by my bedside, he said, I spoke to you the night before last in the automobile and told you certain things. I told you by my spirit that later I would talk to you further. So now I have come to talk to you about it. It was concerning the ministry of the prophets. Jesus sat in that chair and talked to me for an hour and a half and I talked to him. I asked questions in reference to what he was saying. He answered them. I will not go into all he said about the prophet's ministry, that is another message, but I will get into some of it. Jesus said to me, The prophet of the New Testament is very similar to the prophet of the Old Testament, in that the prophet of the Old Testament was called a seer because he saw and knew things supernaturally. The prophet of the New Testament also sees and knows things supernaturally, but the prophet of the New Testament does not have the same status as the prophet of the Old Testament. In that, I did not set prophets in the church to guide the church. A Christian under the New Testament need not seek guidance through prophets. He might receive guidance through prophets, but he should not seek it. It is unscriptural to do so. The ministry of the New Testament prophet in this area is only to confirm what people already have in their own spirits. Under the Old Testament, only the priests, the prophets and the king were anointed by the Holy Spirit to stand in those offices. What you would call the laity did not have the Spirit of God upon them or in them. Therefore, under the old covenant, people would seek guidance through the prophets because he had the Spirit of God. Under the New Testament, thanks be to God, we not only have the Spirit of God upon us, we have him in us. Jesus also said to me, he does not say as many as are led by prophets, they are the sons of God. The New Testament says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans 8 verse 14 Then he said, The number one way, the primary way that I lead all my children is by the inward witness. I am going to show you how that works so you won't make the mistake you have made in the past. Jesus explained to me that to stand in the office of the prophets, one is first of all a minister of the gospel, separated and called to the ministry with the call of God upon his life. Secondly, he has at least two of the revelation gift, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirit, plus the gift of prophecy operating in his ministry. Then he called my attention to something that had been happening to me for the previous three days. For the past three days, I had sat down to write a letter to a pastor confirming a date to hold the meeting for him. Somehow, the first day, I got about half a page writing, then I tore it up and threw it into the waste basket. The next day, I did the same thing. The third day, I did the same thing. Then it was the day that the Lord was here in the room talking to me. Jesus said, You see me sitting here talking to you. 
This is a manifestation of the spirit called discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits is seeing into the spirit realm. This is the prophet's ministry in operation. You are seeing into the realm of the spirit. You see me, you hear me talking. I am bringing you through the vision, a word of knowledge and also a word of wisdom. I am telling you not to go to that church. The pastor would not accept the way you would minister when you get there. But I am never going to lead you this way again. He never has and that was many years ago. From now on, I am going to lead you by the inward witness. You have the inward witness all the time. You had to check in your spirit. That's the reason you tore up the letter three times. You had something on the inside, a check, a red light, a stop signal. It wasn't even a word that said, don't go. It was just an inward intuition. Then Jesus reminded me of another invitation. I had preached a convention for one of the full gospel denominations the previous year. Nearly every pastor there asked me if I would come and hold the meeting. I had hundreds of calls, I supposed. One fellow came up to me and said, Brother Hagen, do you ever go to small churches? I said, I go anywhere the Lord says to go. Well, we only run 70 to 90 in Sunday school, but if God ever speaks to you, we want you to come. I dismissed the conversation along with many others. Several months later, however, while praying in the church one day about my services that night, that conversation came back to me. Then every day it continued to come back to me. Finally, after 30 or 40 days, I said, Lord, do you want me to go to that little church for a meeting? The more I would pray about it and the more I would think about it. As we say, the better I would feel about it on the same, on the inside of me. It wasn't a physical feeling, but it was a feeling in my spirit. Sitting by my bedside, Jesus referred to this. The more you thought about it, the better you felt about it. You had a velvety-like feeling in your spirit. That's the green light. It's the go-ahead signal. That's the witness of the spirit to go. Now you see me sitting here. You hear me talking to you. And I am telling you to go to that church. But I am never going to lead you. But I am never going to lead you to go anywhere like this again. He never has. From now on, I am going to lead you just like I do every other Christian. By the inward witness. Then the Lord said this to me, which is not just for my benefit, but also for yours. If you will learn to follow that inward witness, I will make you rich. I will guide you in all the affairs of life, financially as well as spiritually. Some think God is only interested in our spiritual well-being and nothing else, but he is interested in everything we are interested in. I am not opposed to my children being rich. I am opposed to their being covetous. I have followed that inward witness and he has done just what he said he would do. He has made me rich. Someone asked, are you a millionaire? I didn't say that. Some people fail to realize what the word rich means. It means a full supply. It means abundant provision. I have more than a full supply. I have more than an abundant provision. It is because I learned to follow the leading of the spirit by the inward witness. What he did for me, he will do for you. It won't come overnight or by next Saturday night. But as you learn to develop your spirit and follow the inward witness, he will guide you in every area of your life. I knew a man down in Texas. He had never worn a pair of shoes until he was 12 years old. He only had a fifth grade education. But way back when money was money, he was a millionaire. Two different people, one from California and the other from Minnesota, who has been frequent house guests in my house, told me that this man 
told each of them the same thing he said to them both. In all these years and in all this investment, that's how he made his money. I have never lost a dime. That beats my record. How about yours? Everything I have ever invested in has made money, he told each of them on different occasions. Then he told them how he did it. I always do this. When someone comes along with an idea wanting me to invest in something, my first reaction is mental. Now I know when Jesus said, when you pray, enter into your closet, that he didn't necessarily mean you have to get into a closet to pray. I know he meant for us to shut things out. But I have a large closet in my bedroom where I go to pray. I pray about it. I wait long enough until I hear what my spirit says. Sometimes I wait three days. Now I don't mean that I stay in there 24 hours a day. I might come out and eat one meal. Usually I miss a few. I come out and sleep a little bit. But the majority of the time I am waiting just by myself until I know inside by an inward witness what I am to do. Sometimes my head says, boy, you would be a fool to put your money in that. You would lose your shirt. But my heart says, go ahead and invest in it. So I do. And in all these years, I have never lost a dime. Then again, someone comes along with a deal and my head says, boy, you had better get in on that one. But I don't pay any attention to my head. I get in that closet and wait. Sometimes all night long, I wait. I'll pray and read my Bible. But a lot of the times, I just wait. I just get quiet until I can hear inside what my heart says. Then my heart says, no, don't do it. And my head says, yes, you'd better get on it. I don't do it. What has this man done? He had learned to follow the inward witness and God had guided him in his business until in the last 30s and early 40s, he was already worth $2 million. That doesn't sound big now, but it was big then. Do you think God loves him more than he loves you? No, but this man took time to listen to God. He took steps and means and measures to wait upon God. I was with a group of ministers and we were talking personally and conversing with one another. Someone asked a certain individual who is a very successful minister. Now we know that God called you and that the anointing of God's spirit is upon you. But from your standpoint, is there any one thing you do that you would say has contributed more to your success than any other thing. The man said, I, I always follow my deepest premonitions. What was he saying? He was simply saying, I always listen to my spirit. I do what the spirit tells me to do. I follow that inward witness. The inward witness is just as supernatural as guidance through visions and so on. It is just not as spectacular. Many people are looking for the spectacular and missing the supernatural that is right there all the time. Chapter 8 No soul salvation. He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself. 1 John 5 verse 10 For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 The sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. They are not led by someone else telling them what to do. The Holy Spirit is going to lead us. We have scriptures that say so. How does he lead? Verse 16 gives us a clue. The Spirit itself, bracket himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Romans 8.16 In the most important aspect of life and in the most important thing that can happen to you, 
becoming the child of God, God lets you know that you are his child by his spirit bearing witness with your spirit. Then you can understand that the first and foremost way God leads you is also by the inward witness. You do not know that you are a child of God because someone prophesied to you. You wouldn't accept that. You do not know that you are a child of God because someone said, I feel like you are. You wouldn't accept that. You are not a child of God because you had a vision. You might or you might not have had a vision. But a vision is not what would make you a child of God. That is not what the Bible says. That is not the way you know you are a child of God. How does the Bible say we know we are children of God? His spirit, God's spirit, bears witness within our spirits. Sometimes you can't really explain how you know you are a child of God, but you just know it. Right down on the inside of you, you know it. You know you are by the inward witness. I was born again as a teenager on the bed of sickness, April 22, 1933. Since that day, the thought has never occurred to me that I might not be saved. Yet, even as a young Christian, I ran into people who said, you are not saved because you didn't belong to our church. Or those who would argue, you are not saved because you haven't been baptized our way. And many gave me other reasons why they thought I was not saved. But none of that disturbed me. I laughed at it because I had the inward witness and I had the love. 1 John chapter 3 verse 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love. Alright guys, that was a long read. I know, right? Ah, that was a long read. So thank you for sticking with me to this um to the very end of this read. I would have loved to um share my thoughts on this chapter but because we have taken so much time i i would not um, do that i'll just read one line and just share my thoughts very briefly all right I, I read a place where it said a christian under the new testament need not seek guidance through prophets uh, that is one mistake we make a lot of times because we are we seek guidance through prophets every single time especially as christians in the new testament and this place passage or this place where we read is saying we shouldn't do that as christians in the new testament we, we might receive guidance through prophets but we shouldn't seek it we shouldn't seek guidance through prophets instead we should seek guidance through the inward witness of god I'm telling you, I, I know you heard what I read. If you didn't, please go ahead and read it again. I can't, I can't explain everything. But I, I, at some point in reading it, I was amazed. I just stopped and said, wow, this, this is an answer to a lot of things that I have been, a lot of questions that I've been asking God in my heart. And you see, I think reading this book again has been opening my eyes to a lot of things. It was an obedience to the inward witness that I decided that we do a, we read through this book. And man, I have been blessed. I have been blessed. All right. So thank you so much for sticking with me. Um, this is Voice of Eden podcast with Amechi. All right. So if you're listening from Anchor, go ahead to start this podcast. If you're listening from Spotify or wherever you're listening from, whatever platform besides Anchor, I think you should be able to follow us. Please go ahead and do that. I love you so much. And before I go out, say within your confine, have a picture of life bigger than your experience. God bless you. And I'll see you on Friday. Yes, Friday morning. All right. Bye. Hi there. My name is Amechi and I'm the anchor of Voice of Eden. Aside this, I'm a pro graphics designer, a singer, and I just love God which is most important. 
I'm on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God, and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the Word of God. Aside this, I am passionate about some other things, but I won't share it, alright? So join me as we journey into God's rest.